Hi, and welcome to the Internet Marketing Show that gives you, amongst other things, simple, proven, and practical steps to build your very own successful online business. Here's your host, the village marketer himself, Peter Beckenham. Hello there, this is Peter Beckenham, the village marketer. And in this session, I want to share with you how to do a sales presentation and improve your sales performances without being salesy. In other words, how to communicate to convert. Frankly, one of the things that bothered me about so many people's presentations that I've listened to or watched, whether it's one-to-one or one-to-many, or webinars or podcasts or whatever it is, okay, is actually I simply get a feeling that slimy and sleazy. I felt like I need to take a bath, right? So today I want to take you through a presentation format where you'll never, ever have your audience feel that way. In fact, they're going to feel quite the opposite. I want your presentations to be powerful without being stealthy. So to start with, you must have real clarity on who is the audience you want to serve and what is the problem you can solve for them. Whether you're an experienced operator and you need more growth and more customers, or you need to grow your email list, or you're starting to use speaking as a marketing tool for your business and you want to make it as effective as possible, whether you want to just improve your sales performance levels, then you want to be able to do this without being high pressure, being able to do so without being pushy, being able to do so in a way that customers are coming to you and you don't feel like you need to take a shower after you finish your presentation. It's an important part of this sales performance process. It's a part that stops a lot of people from actually going on stage and speaking or going online and speaking and presenting it to a group of prospects. And it's also a part that makes people nervous. So let's learn the right way to do this. The mistake that many people make is that you're thinking about the next step that you want your audience to do. Now, sometimes the next step that you want the audience to do is to buy something or to sign up for something, right? Sometimes what you want the audience to do is to take something for free, a free resource, a free phone call, a free consultation. And sometimes it's just to join your mailing list, to join your membership site, join your Facebook group, whatever it is, whatever the next step is, right? The mistake that people make is that they wait until the end of the presentation to tell the audience about it. Yeah, they wait until the end to finally say to the audience what they want them to do next. That's when they bring in their call to action, right? At the end. And if you wait until the end of your presentation to tell the audience about it, as my mum would say, that cake has already been baked. You waited way too long. Instead, what I want you to do is to learn about a thing called embedding. Embedding is to mention the next step earlier in your presentation when you're providing valuable content to your audience. Your valuable content is to help people solve a problem for them. So if you do that and you get them from A to B, then they'll pay you to get them from A to Z, right? The content real solutions you provide should be both short-term and long-term. Short-term content solutions are giving them a quick result that they can use and achieve something almost immediately. This gives them more confidence in themselves and more trust and belief in you. A long-term solution is a high-level solution or a conceptual one that you give your audience that takes longer to implement. 
But despite the fact that they may be more challenging to implement, they also have a far bigger impact, right? And it's these longer-term solutions where you can help them move forward as they become a paying client of yours. The objective for your presentation is to get your audience of one or one-to-many to move forward, to take action, and have more engagement with you. That's your total objective. I mean, there's a limit as to how much you can help your audience the first time. But if in that opportunity you can get them to make the next engagement with you, then you've got a real chance of changing their lives forever and building sales performance results based on transformational impacts that you can make with your audience of prospects. You're giving yourself a better chance of improving your sales performances. You see, when you're delivering valuable content solutions in your presentations, the audience is listening with a completely different brain than when you're in your call to action or your offer. When you're in the content section of your presentation, the audience is trusting, the audience is believing. They're probably even listening to details and they may be even taking notes, right? But when you start to get into the call to action, the audience can sense maybe that you're going to ask them to do something and that changes the human brain. The human brain is really good at a lot of things, but it does nothing better than categorizing. We categorize things all the time. Is this good for me or is it bad? Is this like me or is it not like me? Is this real or is it fake? Is it right or is it wrong? And you'd listen to a story by not paying attention to the details, but just getting the gist of the story, the moral of the story, the main feelings and idea, right? But with content, your audience listens to the details. And as I said before, they'll probably even take notes on it. And the one part of the speech that the human brain can categorize very, very quickly, right? is sales. And when the human brain sniffs out and can recognize that there are sales taking place, it listens with a completely different mind. We listen to content with a trusting mind, with a believing mind, with a note-taking mind. We listen to sales with a skeptical mind, with an objection-raising mind, with a non-trusting mind. Sad but true. So anything that you can do earlier in your presentation, in the content section of your presentation, to let people know about the next step you want them to take, the next engagement, or about your offer, the more effective it's going to be, and it's never going to feel salesy. So what I want you to do is add to your content solution segment of your presentation stories, examples, and case studies that teach your content, that help the audience by showing them an example of someone who's done it the right way. And then all you need to do to move people to the next step is to mention that these people also took the next step. Let me show you how it works. Let's say there is an event that you wanted people to go to, for example, like the second annual conference that you wanted people to go to. All you have to do is tell a story. You're going to tell a story about someone who is an example or a case study of what you're teaching. Now, watch the ratio here. The ratio is everything. Instead of just teaching the content, or instead of just telling the story about someone who went to the event last year, I want you to link the two together. And the ratio is everything. Five seconds about how you met this person, and then five minutes of great content. See, the ratio is what makes it salesy or not salesy. I mean, there's so many webinars and presentations online these days that are 50% content and 50% sales. And they really do feel salesy, right? 
So here's the ratio I want you to have. Five seconds of how you met the person, or a little bit about them, five seconds, and then five minutes of great content. So it sounds something like this. Bill is someone who was at an annual conference last year. And when I met Bill at the conference, he asked me this question. And here's the answer I gave him. Content, 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 right? Five minutes of great content at the end of it. The audience will love your content, but the audience will also be thinking about something else. The audience will also be thinking, what was this annual event that Bill went to? I wonder if I should go to the annual event. I wonder what it is. I wonder how much it costs. I wonder if it's just for other people or if I could go. I wonder how many people go there. I wonder if I'd learn a lot there. Would it be cool to hang out with all these people? I wonder when it is. And then the next thing you know, they want to be there. So when you do get to your offer or your call to action, at the end of your presentation, you say, hey, there's an event coming up. I want you to go to it. They're not surprised. They're not shocked. And they're certainly not offended. Their natural response is, if you embed correctly, right, in your content section, is I thought you'd never ask. I was hoping you would ask. I've been thinking about this for a while, and I was hoping you would get this invitation from you. See, if you embed your offer correctly in your presentation, you start a second dialogue in your audience's mind. A portion of the brain of the audience is listening to your presentation, but a portion of the brain is also doing what researchers call rehearsed response. It's having a dialogue by saying, I wonder if I could do that. I wonder if it's going to be right for me. I wonder if you would work with me. I would love it if you would work with me. I wonder if I could get lucky enough for you to work with me. So when you make the offer, they've already rehearsed saying yes. They've already rehearsed whatever it is you want them to do next. If you want them to take a course, they've rehearsed being in that course. If you want them to be a student of yours, they've rehearsed being a student of yours. If you want them to buy your products, join your team, become a member, they've already rehearsed that. That's the power of embedding, as by doing this, you aren't surprising them at the end of your presentation with an offer or a pitch or some sales tactic. They're actually hoping that you will give them the opportunity to join you on that next step that you mentioned when you were giving them content. And it only took you five to ten seconds maximum to mention it, right? That's the power of embedding. And done correctly, you will create desire. The desire for whatever it is you want them to do next before you even make the offer, which takes a lot of pressure off the call of action and also reduces the emotions involved, right? I mean, people get nervous when they're selling. People get nervous when they feel they've been sold to. People get nervous when they get the call to action. But you don't have to be nervous at the call to action because designed correctly, they've already made the decision to say yes long before you even make the offer to them. Nothing to be nervous about if you do it correctly. They've already made a decision and you don't need to be nervous about any part of your presentation. Now, there are two next steps that may be possible in many presentations. One possibility is that you can make an offer and you can sell to the audience. Or another possibility is that you aren't going to make an offer or sell anything to the audience. So let's talk about the second one first. Sometimes you're going to speak and you're not going to make an offer to the audience. You're not going to sell them anything. So how do you maximise the value of that type of presentation? Well, one of the ways when you're in front of an audience, a new audience for you, to maximise the value of that type of presentation is to come up with a free resource 
that you use to collect the contact information of the people in your audience. And so if you're going to be on a podcast, if you're going to be on a stage where there's a bunch of people who don't know you and you can't make an offer, or the organisers of the event made it very key you can't sell, for example, maybe you're addressing a local Rotary Club or a Chamber of Commerce, or you just don't want to make an offer, then there's no problem. What you should do during your presentation, though, is offer them something for free. I put together this free resource for you that solves one small problem that you have. If you'd like this free resource, here's how you can get it. Online, they might click a link and have to go and give their email just to get it, right? On a stage or in a room with people face-to-face, you might have a postcard that they just fill out that is sitting in front of them. And say, if you just fill out the postcard, you can get this free resource, which is valuable to you. Now, once again, just like I talked about a moment ago, I wouldn't wait until the end of your presentation to do this, even if it's a free offer. I would embed this free resource in the content section of your presentation. If you do it at the end of your presentation, it sounds like a sales tactic and you'll feel slimy at the end of your presentation. It sounds like, oh, I forgot. I want to get your contact information so I can send you some marketing stuff, right? Can you give me that? And they're going to say, no, not really, thank you. But if you do it earlier in the presentation, while you're teaching content and sharing valuable value, and in the middle of your content you say, you know, one valuable resource is this. I'd be happy to send it to you. And they're thinking like, hmm, that would be really valuable, right? And you say, but how am I going to get it to you? Okay. And they'd say, well, you could email it to us. And you say, okay, here's a link. or here's a postcard to fill it out. I have, I'll be happy to email it to you. So where you do it makes all the difference in the world. And the difference between a speaker who feels salesy and a speaker who is helping and serving their audience is often where you put that free resource in your presentation or where you put your offer in the presentation. Okay? Sure, you had the offer at the end, okay? But you make sure you also introduce it in the middle of your presentation. Now, there may be other opportunities to speak one-on-one or opportunities to actually speak in front of an audience where you can make an offer online or on stage or in a boardroom or a ballroom, on a Zoom, on the phone or across the table from someone at Starbucks. And so what I want you to do there is in the content section of your presentation, you want to embed examples of people taking the next step with you. If you're trying to get them to sign up for your program, you should tell a story of someone who, for example, let's call her Amanda, who signed up for your program or your offer. And Amanda needed to know this, and you helped her with this great content, 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 right? Five minutes of great content, and just five seconds mentioning that Amanda actually signed up for your program. And at the end of it, people will have taken notes on your content, and at the end of it, people will love your content. But they'll also be wondering, is that program right for me? I wonder if I should do that program. I'd love to do that program. What if I did that program? I wonder if I'd be asked to do that program. I'd love to be asked to do that program. So at the end of the conversation or at the end of the presentation, when you get to the call to action and you say, I have a program, I have something that I want to share with you. Well, they're not shocked by it. They're not surprised by it. Their natural response, as I mentioned before, is, I thought you'd never ask. I was hoping you would ask, and I'm ready to say yes. When you wait to the end of a presentation to offer someone a free resource and say, do you want it or not right now? 
or when you wait to the end of a presentation to make an offer to someone and say, do you want to buy this or not? You surprise them and you give them no time to make a decision. They're like, woo, I don't know yet. I haven't had a chance to think about this, is what they're really saying. I haven't had a chance to rehearse this. On the other hand, early in your presentation, 15 minutes before you even make the offer, or tell them where they can sign up for a free resource, if you embed that idea in a story about someone who's taking advantage of whatever it is you want them to do next, your audience will begin the rehearsed response. So when you do make the offer, they're going to be ready to say yes, ready to take the next step, ready to say you can change my life. Would you help me with this? And that's the power of embedding your offer early in your presentation. So whether you're going to collect contact information of people in the room or whether you're going to make an offer and actually have sales right there, this is the way to do it that doesn't feel salesy. This is the way to do it that doesn't feel slimy. This is the way to do it that you don't have to take a shower after you get off the stage. And that will maximise the number of people who will take advantage of whatever your offer is going to be anyway. I know this is part of a presentation that makes a lot of people nervous. The call to action bit, right? When you're actually asking people to buy. But if you do this part of your presentation right, the end of your presentation isn't anything to be nervous about at all. Because you've already created the desire earlier in your presentation for either the free resource or whatever it is that you're going to offer them. And the end is just showing them how to do it. It's more logistics than actual selling. The more you practice this approach to your sales presentations, the more that you'll experience people being impacted by your presentation. It becomes so seamless and so natural. It all starts with your story. It starts with a passion for what you do, a message, a problem that you know how to solve for other people. And there are people sitting out there right now who have a problem that you can solve, but they've never heard of you. This method of attracting people and impacting other people's lives works for people who no one had ever heard of before. For more details, by the way, about how to put in place a truly effective signature talk, then talk to me about great communication secrets. It's a separate training program to this. Just remember, no surprises at the end will guarantee your opportunities of improving your sales performances. Okay? I hope you got real value from this session. I'll talk to you again soon. Bye for Thanks so much for listening to the Internet Marketing Center Show with your host, the village marketer himself, Peter Beckenham. For more great content, go online, peterbeckenham.com. We'll catch you next time.